Hi everyone, this is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And I'm really enthused and really excited today to have Troy, Troy Oswag on the show. So Troy is the Senior Vice President at Noridian Healthcare Solutions. Um, he's done a lot of interesting stuff on in health. He's doing some really powerful stuff in health, but I'm not gonna steal his thunder uh, Troy, thank you so much for being on the show, and thanks, yeah, thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Anthony. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, well Troy, I'd love to start off hearing about your story. Um, you know, what, what led you to become the person you are today? I know that's kind of a small, big question, uh, <laughs> or big, small question, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, a little bit about your origin story. Sure, sure. You know, so... What led me to, to the role I am that I have today and stuff like that, I don't know that I can really answer it, but I'll just kind of give you a little background of who I am, where I came from, and you know how I ended up here. Um, I, I grew up in small town Minnesota, western Minnesota. My dad was a dairy farmer. My mom helped out on the farm. In that stretch when I was growing up as a kid, it was in the 80s, and the whole farm, farm economy tanked. And so I had to go find something else to do. And I decided, you know, this, this thing called computers, right, back then, personal computers didn't exist, mm -hmm. cell phones didn't exist. So I went to school to learn how to be a, a programmer. And I got hired by a little company in Fargo, North Dakota, called Blue Cross Blue Shield, North Dakota. And I started writing programs that basically processed uh, Medicare claims. Mm. Uh, the same Medicare program that exists today. But probably what changed the most was it wasn't long after I started working there that my boss decided, you know what, I think Troy is more of a leader than he is a programmer. Mm. And he started putting me in leadership positions. And and I eventually, uh, after a few years, actually became an actual supervisor. I moved my way up the ranks of the, uh, the leadership roles in the organization to what's led me to where I'm at today. Um, you know, and so what that looks like nowadays is leading an organization um, that focuses on what it takes to actually take care of the fee-for-service program for uh, Medicare for a number of states uh, across the country. There are only seven of the seven other organizations that do what we do. And uh, you know, back when I started, there were 89, if you can believe it. Mm. 80, 89 different companies were doing what we do today, and now there's only seven left. Um, wow. And it's, it's an interesting... Uh, it's an interesting market. It's a challenging market, but it's it's really an important thing because if if you know someone who's on that Medicare program, whether it's your parent, your grandparent, aunt, uncle, um, our job is to make sure that that provider, that healthcare provider, who's taking care of that person you know, doesn't have to worry about whether or not they're going to get paid. Our job is to make mm. sure that they are taken care of so that they can focus on providing the best care possible to that patient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what's where I am today and what I really yeah. focusing on. I love it. I love it, Troy. Yeah, no, I appreciate your your story, your background, and you know, it's it's really exciting to be in the space that you're you're in. Obviously, in this fee for fee for service, fee for value transition that we're in, and how it converges with Medicare and Medicaid. But at the end of the day, you're changing lives and helping people, and that and that's a beautiful thing. Um, Troy, I'd love to hear a little bit, maybe for our listeners out there, a lot of our listeners are familiar with Medicaid and Medicare, but for those that aren't, maybe you can give us, uh, treat us like uh, 
our, our listeners like fourth graders for a second and, make, and give a high level overview on maybe Medicare, Medicaid, and you know, you know, how's it how's it work? And then you intrigue me on the the large number of providers in this space uh, or service providers, and now there's only seven. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, I'll I'll ask a couple of questions rolled into one, <laughs> seventeen questions in one here. Curious on what's the difference that makes a difference, and just yeah, if you can give us a, a quick, uh, you know, show and tell high level on Medicare, Medicaid, on the right. economics, yeah. So, so think of Medicare as really that uh, program that takes care of the seniors. You know, anybody right. over sixty-five, it's it's federally focused. It's not state focused. The Medicaid is, is a state focused uh, program. It takes care of primarily. Um, uh, those at various levels of the poverty level, um, you know, whether they're 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 um, partially there or fully there, it's it's a way to take care of young families, uh, mothers and infants, and that kind of uh, uh, program. And then, as you know, we had the Medicaid expansion a few years ago. There's varying levels of of um, services provided based on income level, but it's really driven by the state when you think of the Medicaid program. Medicare takes care of seniors. Now there's, there's one other difference to kind of touch on. There's this whole concept of Medicare Advantage or managed Medicaid. Um, the population uh, Medicare Advantage takes Medicaid takes care of that same population of younger adults at the state level. Um, those two programs are very much commercially driven, just like a commercial insurance right. program. Um, that's, that's not the service we provide. Um, we don't underwrite risk like insurance companies do. Our job is to take care of the fee-for-service where either the state or the federal program is, is managing mm-hmm. and owning the risk. And so that's, that's the difference between the two. Um, we do mainly the Medicare fee-for-service, but we do some Medicaid fee-for-service. Got it. Got it. That helps out a ton. And um, so I appreciate that overview. And then in terms of what you're focused on today and your passions, you know, obviously I can hear it and I can see it. The the passion for your business and what you're doing is probably a significant factor in, in kind of being the cream of the crop in the space and kind of outlasting all those others that provide this type of service. But I, I guess recap for it or keep me honest with that statement. You know, what's the difference that makes the difference in the space that you're in? You know, the way I describe it is uh, our company and, and who owns our company. So, again, my, my company is Meridian Healthcare Solutions. Mm-hmm. We are owned by the Blue Cross Blue Shield plan of North Dakota. Got it. Uh, and the Blue Cross plan of North Dakota, along with Meridian, our focus is delivering solutions that put people first. And that's a pretty broad statement. What does that really mean? Um, our focus is to do the best we can to be that premier federal contractor, state contractor that helps deliver that core service to the individual. And we're in it for the long play. You know, like I said earlier, there were 89 companies doing this back when I started some 30 years ago. Now there's seven. And the economics of that business changed over the course of time but but the faith in that program the belief in that program by our uh, owner never changed and they've always wanted us to stay in that business and have asked us to continue to grow and be successful when i started doing this anthony Mm -hmm. we were were a company um, of 
roughly 900 total employees, and most of them were doing that Blue Cross business. Only 89 were actually doing the Medicare business. Mm. Now, because of the way things have changed and how we've grown and so forth, our, our Medicare uh, employee count is almost 1,700. And we're mm. covering, uh, what do we got, roughly 23 states across the country now. Wow. So, so we, we've gone a lot over that course of that time, and we've continued to bring value to that provider, to that recipient, and really to our, our, uh, our employees as well. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it. Well, well, thank you for that, uh, that, that, um, the deeper dive on what you, what you do and how the service works and, you know, mm -hmm. what these factors and, and congratulations on the growth. I'm curious, uh, you know, in this space, Troy, um, there's a lot of potential innovations that have been occurring. Obviously you have some major societal shifts as, as we, we, we move fast or slow, depending on what perspective into a value-based market. You know, what are, what are some innovations that are you, that you're seeing in the space that you're in, or just in general in health, you know, what has you excited, uh, these days from a health perspective? Um, maybe it's, it's, uh, it's, it's technology-based, maybe it's process-based, maybe it's legislative-based, but but what in, what in health has you most excited today and why? I think the way I'd describe it is, um, you know, you hit on all three points and all three points do apply, whether it's a process piece, a technology piece, a legislative piece. Mm -hmm. you know, here we are only, uh, what, under a year away from the next presidential election. And you can't help but notice some of the talk in the, in the legislative or the policy side of things, whether it's Medicare for all or a new, um, you know, government-funded healthcare program. We find that very interesting, and, and I find that very exciting because it could mean many different things to us. Uh, so that's an interesting element of it. Uh, the process piece is also probably most interesting to us because our world has changed over the years in terms of how claims come in, how um, additional documentation comes in, and we need to find the best way to modify our processes to make us as efficient as possible so that we can actually deliver the right answer to that provider when they have the question. Mm. And finally, the technology piece is on multiple fronts, whether it's the mobile technology that exists out there for just delivering the service we do, whether it's the change in the actual healthcare technology. I mean, you think of all of the different um, changes in healthcare technology and then how does a program like Medicare or Medicaid actually adopt its policies and its payments around supporting that? Mm -hmm. It's really important and stays true to that. And so we have a number of uh, employees and staff members, whether it's nurses, doctors, policy specialists that are really trying to stay ahead of the evolution of the, of the actual technology around healthcare in order to make sure it continues to pay and take care of all members of that that um, healthcare ecosystem, if you will. I love it. I love it, Troy. No, this is this is great, and I really appreciate it. It, it is very exciting to see these pieces come into place uh, today, uh, and obviously, you're experiencing them at, at your organization. And so, um, and I guess along those lines, um, you know, as we inch towards, um, you know, the future. Um, you know, where do you, where is, where is Medicare or one element that I, that we, I wanted to touch upon that I'm kind of curious and I'm sure our listeners have these questions as well is, you know, different benefits for Medicare Advantage versus Medicaid as we move towards a, a, a fee for value, you know, type of market, are you seeing bigger opportunities for, you know, more services to be like 
Medicare Advantage eligible or Medicaid eligible, you know, and how does a new service that's innovative, right, that, that's technology or process based become eligible? What's, what's that look like? I'm just kind of curious on like how the two work together. You know, there's so many different, you know, um, so many different up and coming, you know, early stage companies in health technology that seem like they can, you know, be a people helping people type service or a service that's really focused on people and really helping people. Um, how's that process work? You know, um, you, you know, being a part of like Medicare Advantage and a benefit on, on Medicaid as well. Yeah, you know, I'd answer it this way, Anthony. So, so a Medicare Advantage is really a case where uh, the federal government basically tells a given um, payer, okay, you own, you manage the risk, and here are the basic minimum requirements that a Medicare um, Advantage program has to provide. And it doesn't change a whole lot from there after that, because it's really up to that insurance company, if you will, to deal with that. But where we fit into that is be, there's always there's will always be a fee for service population. And the reason right. why definitively is because after a certain point, just by the very nature of what happens as we age, a fee for service model is much more of a financially effective model than a than a, a Medicare Advantage model. Right. So we fit into that. Well well our 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 staff, our our folks that we have working for Medicare focus on what does policy look like to take advantage of latest healthcare technology trends out there, um, you know, whatever they may be, because there's countless different opportunities for um, advanced surgical procedures or drug procedures or, you know, whatever they are. And you have to help develop a, a, a real policy that works for the long term. And that's where we spend a lot of time well, working with that and, and trying to um, really partner with Medicare to say, here's how our program can change. Here's what we suggest that you apply for policy to allow this to be a benefit, not only to the younger, healthier population, but to the population that is slowly aging and eventually reaches a point where, you know, it's just over. But, it, but they still deserve that same kind of benefit um, no matter where they're at in the continuum. Mm. Mm, no, I love it. I love it, Troy. This is great. This is great. And I appreciate you laying that out. Um, so, so, so thanks for that, um, that recap. Yeah. Uh, Troy, along those lines, I guess, you know, as we inch towards the future, you know, um, you're away from a presidential election. Um, but most importantly, healthcare is changing, you know, rapidly. Lots, lots to occur, right, between now and, you know, pick a time frame 2022. But what innovation or what, what things about the future in health have you excited? Like, what do you want to see more of? How do you see health evolving and your space evolving? You know, what your company's doing evolving? Just love to hear a little bit more about um, the future from your perspective. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, I, I probably answer it in a couple of ways. One of the sure. things we really want to be able to uh, do on our front is take advantage of the latest um, if you will, back office technologies, there's a lot of terms about advanced automation. Some people call it robotics or mm. artificial intelligence. Um, there is a huge amount of advantage that we can uh, adopt and use as we go forward with those kinds of technologies that will free our staff up from the really mundane day-to-day -day tasks and allow them to really use their experience and knowledge to make a meaningful difference in those bigger program pieces I was talking about a few minutes ago. 
so, so that's that's one piece that I'm really excited about. Um, the other part of it goes back to really forming a three-way partnership between that care delivery provider, whoever that may be, the government who's asking us to do it, and us. And how do we sit down at the table and really solve the big unknown of mm. whatever the next piece of, of uh, uh, healthcare solution that is is coming? Because it's, it's so hard to predict, right? Who would have ever predicted where we are today five years ago? Right. It's really hard to say what will happen in two years once we get through the election, once the next round of whatever technological or innovative approaches come in and, and whatever else may hit. Because there's, there's multiple pieces to it. There's, there's, there's just getting the work done. There's allowing the new and latest and greatest solution come into play. And then unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, it's still a financial transaction in some ways. And we have to help find the balance between all three of those things to get the best product to our, our individual recipients. I love it. I love it, Troy. Now, this is great. And I, I really appreciate that. Your, your vision of the future, I see ourselves going that path. I see, you know, a lot of these things happening and, you know, these, these things do need to happen. And I appreciate your perspective because, you know, having, you know, that unity focus on those, on, on those, you know, three levels um, or from these three entity perspectives is, is going to help us arrive at better innovations, better solutions, but better care, right? And better focus yeah. on the patient, better focus right. on the person. And that's what it's all about. Um, Troy, this has been, you know, really super powerful to have you, you know, on the show to speak about your background, your focus, uh, the success you're having, which again, congrats on the success that your business has had and continues to have in this ever-changing market. You know, you're leading the charge. And most importantly, you know, hearing about your, your vision of health um, in the future, my very last question for you is more along the lines of reaching out to you for our listeners that want to engage with you. If they have questions, just want to say hi, you know, whether it's through social media or directly, what would be a good way to, to get in contact with you or to, to reach out and say hi? Well, I am on LinkedIn, so that would certainly be one way uh, folks connect to me. Um, or they could connect to me through my email, and it's it's Troy.oswig at meridian.com. And uh, if you'd like, I can spell that. I'm not sure. Would that be the easiest way? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know what? We'll link to it in the show notes if, if that's okay. Yeah, just yeah that'd be great. Yeah, and then obviously we'll have the show episode. And so we'll link to it in the show, show, up as, uh, show notes. But uh, no, no, that's great, Troy. Yeah, and hopefully you'll have some, some of our listeners, like as always, we usually have, you know, people just reaching out to you and just saying hi, hey, listen to your, your interview and your episode. But uh, Troy, this was super powerful having you on the show and I'd uh, love to have you back as you work on more things, continue to grow. To our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Uh, Troy, this was great. Thank you so much. Anthony, thanks so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much, Troy. Bye-bye.